Hey guys, Vegas Fever Podcast, Jason here, recapping UNLV's demolishing over St. Catherine 95-34. to 34. Um, It was exactly what this team needed was to have, and, and I know they scheduled this game late, and it was something that had just kind of come up. UNLV took full advantage with only a few days to practice, which is great to see from the young guys. This is exactly what they need, like I said, just to have a team like St. Catherine, who's not very good, to come in. And they shot 21% from the field and only hit two threes all night. Couldn't really get anything going. They stuck tough with UNLV for the first eight to ten minutes, but after that it was uh, the running Rebels um, just taking over. And I liked what I saw out of... um, the bench, it was really good to see um, Moses Wood come in and have 17 points off the bench. Um, Marvin Coleman did play uh, only 21 minutes, did score six points. Um, we saw guys like Herbert and Yap get into the game and Reese Brown uh, and, and also Nick Blake. And, and so it looks like uh, TJ went 11 deep in the bench, and, that, and that's great to get these young guys minutes because that's the only way that they're going to learn. Um, Mbake Zhang was, was terrific. 18 points for him in only 22 minutes, a a, a double, double with 10 rebounds for him as well. Um, Bryce Hamilton and David Jenkins had their good games. Hamilton with 15 and Jenkins with 17, but you see the more even distribution of points. It's not just two guys. Now, now you're getting Mbake Zhang, um, involved and and Moses Wood involved those are your big guys those are the guys that y- you need you need some meat down low and I know it's St. Catherine okay but I don't want to get ahead of myself here but those are guys that need to come along cuz when you got you got guys that are 6'10 6'11 and taller they need to be big for you inside because you and Alvy's not very big otherwise um they they're they, you know they're you know, guard laden and, you know, and they've got Jenkins. But my point is they're not very big. So when they can get anything out of those guys, um, they're going to be a much better team. And we saw, we, we saw exactly that tonight. I mean, UNLV was lights out from, from the field. Uh, they shot 58% and 50% from three. Um, St. Catherine, like I said at the beginning, was not very good. Uh, only two three three point field goals and twenty one percent from the field all night. Nine for forty two. I mean, anybody can beat that, and I'm glad it was UNLV tonight. Looking at some of the other stats that kind of stand out to me. Twenty three assists for UNLV. Um. 46 rebounds and 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 they just I, I know it's uh, uh not a great team once again but these are good things to build off of you out rebound the other team by 30 you have 17 more assists than them you beat them in steals um you don't turn the ball over only eight turnovers for UNLV they did get kind of happy with the fouls um they did foul uh, 16 times and St. Catherine made 14 of those. So if you think about it like this, St. Catherine had 34 points and 14 of them were free throws. That's insane. 
I mean, I haven't seen a game like this played between two teams and UNLV being the victor in in years. These used to be these type of games that you would see early in the season. So like um, hypothetically, like a Mississippi Valley State, you know, or or, or whoever you want to in, input in there, they would come into the Thompson Mac first game, second game, third game, and UNLV would beat them like this. This is this is this is your, you know, your you, when when the Rebels were good under Billy Bano and Long Kruger, you know, and, and even like early on in in Dave Rice's tenure, you would have teams. This is a cupcake, easy win, and this is this right here is how this team should be playing in the future years of this era. This is what fans, and I know that there's no fans there, but this is what UNLV basketball faithful wants to see. They want to see this team beat up on teams, and I liked what I saw tonight. The first, the first eight to, eight to ten minutes were. You know, UNLV was up, you know, 8, 10 points, 11 points. That's not, that wasn't, you know, it didn't sit well with me. They should, I, I, I keep thinking to myself, they should be killing this team. And then all of a sudden they took off. And then I say to myself, that's more like it. That's exactly what you want to see. And uh, I, I'm, I'm proud of these guys tonight. They played fantastic UNLV basketball. And they're going to have to keep that going because they got New Mexico, which is not a great team. They have them coming up twice at the Thomas and Mack Center um, Thursday and Saturday evening. And look, there's no giving. There's no gimmies in the Mountain West, um, home or road. You got to make sure that you're ready to play. And, you know, Paul Weir is going to have his guys ready. Paul Weir has been under a tremendous amount of pressure from the people in New Mexico. And I know they haven't played there because of all the COVID uh, cases they've had to play elsewhere, but um, people are not happy with Paul Weir and he's definitely on a hot seat. He could lose his job anytime. He might not make it to the end of the season. And that's, that's an ex Marvin Menzies disciple. He was his assistant at New Mexico state. That's something that you don't like to see, but this is a team UNLV should pound twice. They should beat them two times and they should be four and six after the weekend and two and two in conference play. The schedule for UNLV is not, it's not horrible. I mean, you're going to have to play Utah state. You're going to have to play Boise state. But honestly, I made a comment on Twitter that if this conference is very middle ground, so you have your top three, four, you have your top four teams. So your Boise, your Utah State, your San Diego State, and your Colorado State. And then you have a bunch of middle pack. Everybody else is kind of fighting for fifth. Fifth to 11th could be, I mean, you know, San Jose, San Jose State, New Mexico is, is an Air Force is not good. But that five to nine range is very, is very easily you could have a three, four-way tie, and, and, and UNLV could be fifth or ninth. So these are things that you're going to have to take advantage of. You're going to have to win these these ball games coming up against New Mexico. You're going to need to win. So I wanted to make sure that I got um, kind of something something down for the podcast about the St. Catherine game. 
uh, while it was fresh um, on my mind. And we'll be doing this with these games, with UNLV playing two, three games a week. Um, it's easier to just kind of, you know, talk about it and have kind of a three, you know, three, four part um, little podcast with the Golden Knights um, starting up this week as well. So it's going to kind of get hectic because everything's going to kind of blend in uh, schedule wise. You'll have UNLV Golden Knights, UNLV Golden Knights, sometimes on the same, same night, sometimes not. Um, but I want to make sure that we talked about this great victory that UNLV had to get to two and six uh, on the season. Also wanted to mention that this game, that late stage of the first half, when UNLV was up 24 to 15, about halfway through, they go on a 19 nothing run. And all of a sudden, um, in eight minutes, St. Catherine doesn't score a bucket. And now UNLV stretches their lead from 24 to 15. Uh, to 43 to 15 uh, by the end of the half, uh, by a few minutes left in the half. And that was really uh, what helped UNLV to kind of catapult into halftime with a big lead, and they never look back. So the Running Rebels win 95 to 34, and we will have the second part of this podcast after the New Mexico game on Thursday. Hope you guys will tune in for that and uh, talk to you later. Oh, wait, hold on. My mistake. New Mexico and UNLV on Saturday and Monday. Their two game series start Saturday, not Thursday. My mistake. We'll talk to you after the New Mexico game, the first one. See you later. Vegas Fever Podcast. Jason here with you talking after the first New Mexico game. A really good effort for UNLV. Very impressed. 77-54 to 54 over New Mexico. Uh, second game in a row. Total domination of an opponent. A lesser opponent that a team, a good team, a team that's kind of growing um, as the season progresses, should beat. Um, UNLV got off to a real good start. New Mexico, New Mexico crept back in. And then... then the runner rebels put their foot on the gas like they should really impressed with him. Zhang, 20 points, a career high for him in 32 minutes. Bryce Hamilton also had 19. How about Nick Blake? 18 points off the bench. Um, Caleb grow with 10, just a great effort from UNLV three and six on the year, one and two in conference play. And, this is these are the kind of victories that teams need, uh, especially in conference play, to um, gain confidence and keep the momentum going. UNLV is going to get another game uh, against New Mexico Monday evening, and they got to keep the intensity. They got to keep their foot on the gas, and they got to make sure they get another win um, to even up their conference record because. I pointed out um, in the last mini pod after the St. Catherine game 
the top two, three teams in the Mountain West, and, and the last podcast I said four because San Diego State was there. San Diego State lost a pair of games to Utah State. So that's kind of put them in that middle section. But the top two, three teams now in the conference are separated from the rest of the pack. And you have 11 teams in this conference. So your Utah State, your Boise States, and your Colorado States are at the top tier. And then everybody else is fighting for that four, five, six, seven, eight spot. And if UNLV continues to play this way, and they're going to have to run into Utah State and Boise State, obviously. But other than that, their entire schedule is very winnable. I mean, they're going to play San Jose State and Fresno State and Nevada. These are winnable ball games, and and I like the way this team plays. They were off for thirty three days, and they come back and and they play Colorado State twice. Tough, could have went either way. A couple of rebel losses. Then they come back, added a game against Saint Catherine, which is just what they needed. Um, a sixty plus point victory o- over competition. That's not very good. New Mexico had lost six in a row coming into this game, now seven. Um, it's been a really rough year for the Lobos, and, and it's kind of sad because they've always been really good, and they've had it really rough this year. They haven't been able to play at home because of the cases of COVID in New Mexico. They haven't been able to play at home all year. They've been playing in Texas. They've been playing in Utah. They've essentially been the road team, and... They really gave a nice effort, especially after that first um, that first four or five minutes. They cut into UNL, UNLV was up double digits. They cut into it. They showed a lot of fight. Um, Paul Weir is their head coach. He's, he's on the hot seat. I don't think it's fair to fire him um, after everything that's gone on in the world this year. Um, but they showed a lot of fight. And you really have to like... Uh, what you see from them, but they're now 0-7 um, in conference. They started off the year, first off, they were on pause at the beginning of the season, and then they they won four ball games uh, to open the year, and then they have now lost seven. Uh, so these two teams will go at it again uh, Monday night. Like I said, really like what I saw um from this team the bench the whole game and I don't know if anyone notices so it's it's very quiet in these arena you know in these arenas that Thomas and Mac is dead silent but you, what you hear is you hear the bench and they're cheering for their teammates now you don't now I really haven't heard that much this year from the other teams I'm sure that they're you know really cheering on their teams in different ways but the UNLV team on the bench, they are just, they're yelling defense. They're cheering for their guys. Really happy for Mbake because he had a really good game. He hit his first eight shots, and he ended up nine nine of 11 from the field. He was really impressive. And I know that New Mexico did, doesn't have a tremendous inside presence, and, and he took advantage of that. And that's exactly what you have to do to lesser teams. Bryce Hamilton, just a normal, normal game for him. Um, David Jenkins didn't show up much on the scores. Scores, you know, sheet with eight points, but he gets everybody involved, and that's really important for UNLV. They've got a bunch of different guys that they can go to uh, on this team. Uh, shot, uh, they shot ten of twenty-seven from three. Um, another good game 
uh, from the field, 50% shooting from the field. And uh, uh, New Mexico kind of had like a St. Catherine type of game. Uh, they just they shot 16% from three and just 33% from the field. So all in all for UNLV, good things at it tonight. There was something that was um, pretty tough announced before the game. Uh, Marvin Coleman will miss the season, the rest of the season. He has a stress fracture in his leg. So Marvin is done for the year. And and that does hurt UNLV. I mean, he was only averaging six points um, and two and a half rebounds a game. Does have four assists averaging a game, but it's not what so much what he does um, scoring for this team. He's another leader, and I know that they have a good nucleus of leaders, but he was a guy that has been on this team for three years, came on as a walk-on. Marvin Menzies found him, and he turned into a, a really good player, and that's something that you really hate to hear about. UNLV is going to have to pick up uh, the slack in other ways, and tonight it just seemed like they were ready to answer the call, and uh, they had a, a really good game. Coming up for UNLV, like I said, they'll take on New Mexico again Monday evening. Uh, that game is uh, Thomas and Mac, 6.30 Las Vegas time. Then they take on something called Benedictine Mesa. I don't exactly know what that is. One of the added games in addition to the St. Catherine game. Uh, that'll be coming up on Thursday, uh, 5 o'clock Las Vegas time. Then they get back into conference schedule uh, at the end of January uh, to host Utah State for two games at the Thomas and Mac Center. Utah State is um, one of the best teams in the Mountain West. Um, and that's going to be tough. Uh, they just beat San Diego State twice. They are 8-0 in conference, uh, along with Boise State. Both of them are tied for the lead. But then it, it, it kind of gets interesting for UNLV. They they take on Nevada. You know, they're going to have to take on Boise State. But besides those four games against Utah State and Boise State, those 2-2, two and two, they have a very winnable schedule. And I say that because everybody is pretty much in the middle besides those three teams. So when you when you take on Nevada, Air Force, San Jose State, and Fresno State, you can possibly you take at least one, maybe both of those games, and UNLV is going to have to do that to get into the upper portion of the Mountain West for the tournament because as of right now they have not changed the the rules in the conference tournaments. I know that some conferences are um, moving their tournaments. Some conferences are not letting as many teams in because they're looking to slow the spread. But in the Mountain West, you know, the top the top 5 teams uh, get a bye. Essentially, well, they only have to play three games in three days instead of four games. So if you're six and lower, you're going to need to win an, that extra game. And for UNLV, I think their goal is just to make it to fifth. And I know that's not something that you want to hear about all the time, but in this particular year with how far behind they started and just to kind of finish the season strong because we're getting into the end of, you know, the middle <clears throat> of January and you need to start positioning yourself. So UNLV two games in a row, winners of, and they are 
you know, feeling good, looking good. They need to continue this. They need to continue to make their way up the standings because something that happens in March, you want to play, you want to position yourself as best as possible. So UNLV, New Mexico, Monday night. Hopefully the runner Rebels can continue um, their win streak. And when we talk uh, next podcast, hopefully we'll be talking about um, a three-game winning streak for UNLV. But we also got to think about Golden Knights. They've played their first game, and they're going to play another game here coming up uh, as well tonight. And we will have our podcast coming reviewing the Golden Knights opening games and more UNLV, and we'll talk about that coming up. Okay, now that I've scared Paula with my starting of this new segment, because she's here now because we're talking uh, Golden Knights, um, UNLV had their two-game win streak this week, and the Knights did as well to open the season. Uh, 5-2 win over Anaheim on Thursday night, and then 2-1 in overtime last night. Uh, 2-0 for the Knights, a great start. Uh, Last night, it seemed they were destined to uh, end up either losing or only getting one point, but they got the two points. Uh, Carlson, in the last couple minutes, within like a minute and a half, bailed them out with the goal when the goalie was, when Fleury was on the bench. They were six on five. They were able to tie the game, and then um, Pacioretty from Stone seven seconds into overtime and they get the two full points. So here we are two and oh, four points. Um, and they will start a series four games with the coyotes. Uh, it was announced earlier in the, in the day today, just a little while ago that their captain, uh, the coyotes, captain Oliver Ekman Larson will not play. He took a pretty I don't know if you want to call it cheap, dirty, whatever you want to call it from a Vander Kane. I mean, it's really not surprising that we're talking about a Vander Kane again. He uh, drove Larson into the boards, and it looks like he's going to be out for quite some time. So we're going to start that series without their captain. I think the Golden Knights are going to at least take three out of those four games anyway. But um, what we saw from the Golden Knights last night uh, was interesting during the second period. Um, I wanted to get your opinion on it. They seem to have a problem. Like, after, like, the first five, ten minutes of the first period, they seem to fall asleep. Yeah, it's been like that since... Really... Is it day one? No. Maybe after the first season. We really noticed it last year. Last season, I mean. Really strange. Um, it, It happened under Gerard Gallant. It was either yeah. flip-flopped, it would be the first period or the second, but under Pete DeBoer, we've seen the middle part of the game especially, they come out and they're like, boom, here I am, ready to play, I'll score a goal or two, if that, maybe they don't even score, and it's like 0-0 into like the third period, but sometimes they'll score a goal or two and then they'll just fall asleep. Mm-hmm. That happened the the first game, um, Thursday night, they score two goals in a minute and a half, or two minutes, and then... They fall asleep yeah. until the third period. And we're talking about it again last night. No goals. Flurry was fantastic. Well, it's not even about the goals. It's just, it just, they seem bored. 
Yeah, and it doesn't matter really who the player or the co- players or the Mm-mm. coaches. It's they the same. They blamed it on Gallant, but it's the same thing. Just a different period, I guess. Yeah, I don't really know what what has to be done. I mean, I'm sure that they're aware of it because they have people who keep stats, you know, track of all the stats. They know that they definitely let off the gas. That's the only way to really, really put it. They take their foot off the gas and put it on the brake until they're just kind of ready to play again. That's the way it looks. Everybody, I I was reading last night uh, on Twitter that everyone's like, what are they doing? They're just not really doing much of anything. (laughs) They're letting, they're letting Flurry just bail. Petrangelo specifically got beat twice. I'm picturing them just skating around the ice, not doing anything. Yeah. Figure skating. (laughs) Flurry had to bail Alex Petrangelo out at least two to three times because he decided that he. Yes, the co captain. But he's not the only co captain, but he is. It's interesting. He's the co captain and he just got on the team. But. And then. You know, Marc-Andre Fleury made some really, really good saves. I mean, just very Marc-Andre Fleury-like, very, you know, the usual. Leonard was good in game one. I know that's something that you don't want to hear. I Um, didn't say that. I'm just saying it was nice to see Fleury. We haven't seen him. Since the Vancouver series, Mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah. So we haven't seen him since... August or September. And he looks like a mustard packet. They all look like mustard packets. Okay, well, he has the gold That's true. pads on. That's true. I, I like the uniforms, though. I, I, I don't think that looking at them on TV or in pictures does them justice. Because when you see them... They like, needed to be more gold, not more... I mean, it looks like French's mustard. Bill Foley said that he hopes... That they make that their permanent home uniform one day, which is also known as they're going to make that their permanent home uniform. When the owner says that, I think it's done. Call them the mustards, then. The Vegas mustards. (laughs) Because it's not gold; it's yellow. Maybe the other team will just be in such awe that they look like mustard that they'll just let them score goals in the second period because they have had such trouble doing that. Um. Three stars last night. Mark Andre Fleury was not one of them. Yes. I know that you're pretty pissed off about that, even though he's always a star in all of our hearts. That's not the point. I just think it was very telling. I feel like if if it was Leonard playing, he would have gotten a star. And I don't know what's going on, but if it wasn't for Fleury's good saves, they would have lost. That's always the case, though. If it's not for Leonard's good save, they lose, too. I need you to like Robin Leonard more. This year, because he's the guy of the future. I'll Fleury's like going to be gone better. one day, and Leonard will still be I there. I will like him better when they treat players fair. I mean, it's not his fault. Honestly, if I had an opportunity to take the lead in something I wanted to do, I would do it. But I don't think he's the guy. I think... That between if if they keep Flurry for the whole season and you have these two guys, they can be really really good in the playoffs. And, and they would have been really good in the playoffs last season, but the dumb coach didn't want to um, do that. He made his choice, and, and I have a feeling he would do the same thing again. Probably, probably, 
I mean, I feel they like make the playoffs. It's I feel like they're putting pressure on him to use Flurry because they're paying for Flurry and all the fans. But if it was up to him, solely him, I don't think he. I, I think he would sit Flurry out. But I think you know they're telling him you know we're paying a large amount. Also, you have a lot of games in a short amount of time, and mm-hmm. he, Leonard, Leonard, your boy, your number one star needs the rest. Okay, well they. So they're bringing Flurry. They in. had a lot of games in the playoff season, back to back. They did. They did. They so, made them do that. And he still didn't do it. There, I, I was pretty shocked last year when there was a back to back. I think it was in like the Vancouver or the Chicago series. They didn't. They didn't put him in, and they could have used him. Um, what star do you think Flurry should have got? What do you mean? One, two, or three, like the best, the middle, or the third. If he would have gotten a star. I mean, obviously he didn't earn goals because that's not what he does. So maybe the middle. Right. Carlson scoring with a minute and a half left probably is a star one. Yeah. And then Flurry and then Pacioretty. Right. I don't know who the third star was. I it was like someone. I don't know. It was not Petrangelo. (laughs) He got beat so many times. And Flurry's like, snap, I got it. No problem, Alex. You just keep you just let people keep skating around. In fact, it was all of them. You just let everybody keep skating around you and I'll bail you out. That's exactly what happened. I don't even know who the third star was. It's not even worth Do you think Leonard would have made about. that goal? That save? Leonard probably would Leonard makes a lot of really, really good saves. Would he maybe have let something else in that Flurry didn't? Right, but maybe. you know, there's a difference between like a flurry save and like a different person save oh like when he like dives yeah. and stacks the pads and does a backflip and yeah. throws the stick the poke check the 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 patented flurry poke check it's just very entertaining just to watch that i really hate when he does that i, I hate, hate when he does that because he's been burned he, before i hate when he leaves the net that's a goaltender thing though. You don't, yeah, you're so like very... what are you doing what are you doing? And then Get he back scrambles. The and then he scrambles. That, that's a very normal thing, You know who tried thing, to do that? What was his name? Um, Dummy. Malcolm Subban. Subban kept trying. Dummy. <laughs> he, wanted, he wanted to be like Flurry, and he would A, fall, or B, get confused, or C, never make it back. I think he went to go, he went to go play the puck, and there's nobody coming. And he's like, where do I go with this? And then he tripped and he fumbles and then all of a sudden I it's mean, a goal. It gives me massive anxiety when Flurry does it, but watching Subban do it was, oh my but God. But that's a very normal thing, though. That's a very okay, normal thing Flurry in hockey. Out, Flurry goes out in the middle of the ice sometimes. Like, what are you doing? If Flurry's you wanted, out there by the face-off circle. If you wanted circle, to like, be a, a defenseman or, an, you know, you should have did that. I believe when he was like a kid, that's what he was. I think that's maybe what he wanted to be. And they're like, you're not any good. You should you should be a goaltender. But he skates out there so far. That's what makes him so good, though. But then like when Malcolm Subban did it, he just, he got very confused and he didn't know. <laughs> like I was, uh, it was so frustrating to watch. Um. Also frustrating is um, some guy for Anaheim who likes to score all their goals. His name is Comtois. Yeah, Comtois. Comtois. That's what he actually is, I think, on Twitter, is Comtois. Uh-huh. Um, he's actually Comtois here, I guess, as well. Um, 
He scored all their goals. All their goals. I said to you, I was like, are are they saying Comtois? It's not fair because it 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 doesn't really it doesn't really spell that. But the way that they were pronouncing it, it sounded just like that. As the game went along, the 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 broadcast crews I think are trying to get away from. They were trying to say Comtois more than Comtois. They were trying to get away (laughs) from the U instead of the O, and they were like, they're looking online. They're like, this is not good. This is not good. This is dirty. Like we need to stop this. But he scored all their goals, and um, Flurry or Leonard really couldn't solve him. But two and zero. Yeah. Good start. The next game is tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Um, they'll play four in a row. Four in a row against Arizona. What? Four games in a row against Arizona. Oh, they're done with the Ducks? They're done with the Ducks for right now. They'll probably, you know, come back to I thought you meant four games in a row. I was like, what? No, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So it'll be a day in between every game. <laughs> what, did I, what did I send some spit your way? Yeah, right, oh, okay, my sorry. eye. <laughs> I spit when I talk. You can see my phone. It's got all kinds of spittoon marks all on the screen. But they'll they'll play, um, I think it's two and two. So two in, in Phoenix. You okay? You you need some you need some ice or something? <laughs> it was right in the middle it, of my eye. Dink. <laughs> Play two in Phoenix, two in Vegas. Uh, some fans actually from Vegas have bought some tickets. Yeah, because the Coyotes Arizona is letting people in a little bit. They are. I think it's like two thousand or some odd people. That'd be those people who got them are lucky. Yeah, I, I think I bet you there's like no Coyotes fans there. There never was. You Before. might be wrong because people are itching to get out. That's true. And even watching a bad hockey team. We're going to need to get you a face shield. <laughs> even watching Why a bad hockey team. Why don't you wear a mask? Why do I have to wear I a face shield? I have to wear a mask shield? in the house. <laughs> you want me to be one of those people that wear a mask in their house okay, or like in the car while they drive around. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. If you can't control your spit. But yeah. uh, okay, but me and you we live in the same household. Okay, this doesn't mean we're... I want to be spit on. When you get married, no. You get spit on. No. What? Yeah, it's just what happens. Um, Literally no. and figuratively. No. I don't mean to. Okay. I don't have it's not like a lisp, but Got like a, I can feel it too sometimes, like when I'm talking. So swallow it. And it sounds like a moron, <clears throat> like as I'm talking. <laughs> I'm really mad about this NHL package thing. So I said on last week's podcast that our NHL package was good to go. For NHL.tv. Yeah, well, automatically renew, so now. Yeah, so beware. I don't know if this is an issue everywhere, but if you bought it last year or you've been buying it for years and it's supposed to automatically I renew, that's it. what they say in email. It's going to renew on January 10th at 11.59, and it hasn't yet. And, you know, you you're kind of in of between anyone. with money, and then you can't get a hold of anybody. They don't answer their phone or their emails. So we've been listening to Dan Duva and Gary Lawless, which is a really, you know, really, really, really good broadcast team. But it's not the same. So Friday, hopefully, figured out, and we'll only have missed four nights games, which 
my wife here has to calm me down because I hate that, especially living not in Nevada. You really need that. You need center ice or you need NHL.tv. We're going to watch the game on national TV. Yeah, there's one Monday um, against Arizona. That's that's on NBC Sports. So we'll be able to watch that. Um, some other interesting news that I saw a few days ago was the NBA and its um, future and about them adding two teams to the league. Mm -hmm. Um, They're looking to kind of take back some revenue that was lost from COVID. And I don't know (laughs) if this is the best way to do it because it's it's kind of essentially like taking out another mortgage. And, hey, you're going to have to pay for that eventually. But Seattle and Vegas have come up um, in pretty serious talks that the NBA is looking to add teams in those cities. Where would they play? Uh, T-Mobile Arena. T-Mobile was built for hockey and basketball, and I really and if and if and if Bill Foley has anything to do with this per, pursuit, <laughs> which I have a feeling he is pursuit. Do you like that word? <laughs> Just so proper pursuit. I am Mister Proper. I don't like to come off like like I'm like I'm I don't know things. You know, this is the way I talk. Okay. I personally think it's a lot. At least to they wouldn't have to build another stadium. No, nobody could afford to do that. Right. You know, T-Mobile is good. Um, ready to go. I just don't think that Vegas can support right now. And who's gonna go right now? We don't even know when well, we can go places anymore. So it's I think it's just Well nobody would go right now. The point is is that they So would... you would have a team that you can't even go see, like a new team? Well, I guess that's true for the Raiders too. Well, because in some states, you know, they are allowing fans, so you would gain a tad a little bit of revenue there. You, there's also jersey sales and athletic wear and T V contracts. So the team would make money, but not as much. What do you think the name would be? I really like, and obviously there cannot be any gambling references, but but that's kind of weird because the Aces are the WNBA team, and that's a gambling. I, I don't like anything gambling. There was something I saw on Twitter. Somebody did. Um, it was some kind of like snake or like desert animal. And it was like a, it was really sharp. I was just gonna say, I hope it's not something desert. It would be. <laughs> How do you avoid that? <laughs> you know, you can't do anything golden. You can't do anything silver. And the state is known for gold and silver. And so at this point, and you can't do anything gambling. You have to do something. Like I always liked coyotes. Isn't there already a team? There was, but I don't know. About, it was a roller hockey team like 25 years okay. ago. No, I'm talking, wasn't there an NBA team, the Coyotes? No. Mm-mm. There was a, there's an NHL team, the Coyotes. Well, maybe that's what I'm thinking about. No. Oh, eh, lame. But like, Rattlesnakes is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> you see, there's some Rattles. other teams that have already taken, taken names. Like, I think Aces is a great name. I also think, like, Lights is a great name, but the soccer team has Lights. You know, they're going to... 
it doesn't have to be something desert, but I think it will be. You know? What about the cactuses? That's stupid. <laughs> okay, but the rattlesnakes. What? Scorpions? Isn't there a scorpion? Mm-mm. I don't know. Ownership groups get real creative. You know? Oh, yeah. So... The Henderson Silver Knights are very... That is creative. That's very That creative. is creative. You took... You, you took you, the Knights and you made it into the Silver State. Silver and gold. And you just... What's wrong? But you said they're very creative. Like, that I, is. I could have thought it like that. Like, that was, like, not super creative. What would you have named the team if not know. Silver Knights? I don't know. I'm sure if Bill Foley could name them the Bill Foley's, he would. But he's not going to do that. Silver Silver Knights is great. Have they played? February. Oh, okay. So there's a basically that's something we could. Uh, that's something we can incorporate too. Yeah. Um, he made me buy the 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 day that they announced. We, first of all, I think it was like an hour long. We had to like watch the live stream of them announcing the name, and. People in the comments were, first of all, complaining, just like me, like just yeah. announcing it. Like they're turning it into like this. I don't know if it was a half hour, an hour, but it was way too long. Whichever it was a one tease. it was. It was a show and it you announce stupid. it at the end and then you say, OK, bye. Okay, That's what happens. A half hour, an hour? Yes. What do you, OK, first off, it's a time anyway. slot on a television program. They oh have God. to. They have. There we what they did took two seconds. OK, but. That's you can't have two seconds and then buy. It yes. doesn't work that way. It could have been it's five, promotion. ten minutes tops. Anyway, they advertise their brand new T-shirt merch thing. I didn't make her, by the way. He was like, I really want it. So I go onto the website and buy two T-shirts, one for me, one for him. They took like two and a half weeks to come. And they are the cheapest. For, I think they were like 20 or 25 bucks, first of all, each, plus shipping. They are the cheapest, like, press-on. It's first edition. <laughs> the, the first batch, you don't get the best. You get what you get. And I didn't make you. You went on the website. They no, they, no. they said, go on to silvernights.ahl.com. And no. get your new Silver Knights gear. And you were like, oh, let me do that. And so you did that <laughs> no. and you ordered them. You didn't even tell me. You're like, okay, they're done. No, so what that's are you not talking what I about. I really, really like that. You no. wear it all the time. I wear it as a like hanging out, like gonna get cleaning dirty shirt because. It's... <laughs> because who knows how long this is gonna last? Because it's, I can't wear it out. It's so thin. I mean, I think I have like one time. I, there was this weird lady at the grocery store today. I was wearing my Golden Knights hoodie. Uh-huh. And she, we were bagging the groceries, and she told the cashier to tell me she liked my hoodie because she couldn't, like, reach me, you know? Uh-huh. So I turned around, and she says, I like, you know, she waved, said, I like your hoodie. And then she says, I have three of them at home. I don't know what she meant. Three hoodies? Three. Probably. Because I've only seen one person 
around with a with a Golden Knights she license some, plate frame. She's, she had some kind of sports hoodie on, but I couldn't see. Oh. But it was like red, so I don't well, think it was Golden Knights. Well, maybe she was a fan. But she was like, I have three of them at home. And something like they all like watch or something like that. I don't know if she was talking about kids. I don't know if she was talking about hoodies, but she was like, I like your hoodie. Yeah, you just kind of want to just get away from people. I, well, I think I nowadays you're just like, the, okay, I was thanks. trying to push the groceries right, out. Right, that was a poor time to... Well, she probably saw me and couldn't reach me, so she asked the cashier to tell me, but that's the second time at that same grocery store. For The last time I was there, I, I guess it's like my Harris Teeter sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> I just throw it on. The last time I was there, one of the, what do you call them, courtesy clerks uh-huh. said he liked my... Mm. Sweater. It's very appealing, the colors and the logo. It's black and gray with gold. Right, gold. Gold writing. Gold is very appealing. And the is logo. Is it even gold? Yes. I don't even know. Yes. There's always a little bit of gold on, on these things. We got it at the the store at the practice facility. Oh, the... Yeah, is that the armory? Yeah. Or is that the... Or the... It was hell expensive. Everything in there is hella expensive, but it's a great store. Yeah, it was a great store. That's where we got Isabella's t-shirt she still wears. Yes. Um, they have great stuff there. Yeah. It would be really, really nice when all this crap going on in the world ends and we can try to get to to a game, try to get back there. It would be really nice. So no no ideas for the NBA team name? No? No. Nah. I'll have to think on it. They'll probably just move a team anyway and keep the name or some crap. I hope you know not. I mean, Lame. Sad fact is, is that there are a few teams that are going to be sold, going to change hands ownership. So, um, yeah. Well, then. <laughs> it's good to have hockey back. It's good that the Golden Knights are 2-0, and and they'll take on the Arizona Coyotes um, as we wrap this up. Four games starting tomorrow night, Monday, and UNLV will play their games as well this week, and we will have more from both of them next week going forward. Yeehaw. So we're going to wrap it up and uh, talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.